things, and, and it's just, uh, just a cool thing what God's doing in this house. But um, I don't know. I'm ready today to get into the Word. Anybody ready for some Word today? Is that all right? All right. Um, and, and just go ahead and just stay in this zone that some of you guys are in right now. Some of you know God's at work, and I want, him just to, I want you to stay in that mode. If you're a, a prayer warrior, I want you to stay in that mode right now because God's not through. Uh, come on, somebody. God's not through. Amen. I think he's just getting warmed up. And uh, so just get started with what he wants to do. So today we're going to jump in here and see what he wants to say. So if you have your Bible or the app on your phone, I want you to do this. Go to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. <clears throat> As you go to Titus chapter 2, uh, this is one of those mornings where it was kind of hard to get Caleb out of bed. Uh, my six-year-old, and I told him, I said, man, you're graduating today, dude. You get up. It's time, man. You graduate. And I said, you're going to get a Bible today that you can read of your own. It's your Bible, and you can learn about Jesus. And he said, do I have to read every page? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, joker, that little dude, man. And, uh, <clears throat> and I got to thinking, man, don't we think like that sometimes. Amen. Come on, don't we? Tell the truth. You know, we think like that sometimes. We read the parts that sound good to us, feel good to us, and, and we sometimes want to skip over some of the other things and, and not look at the whole book. But uh, I, I don't know, in, around here, we, we read the whole book. We study the Bible from, we believe, from cover to cover. It's all God's Word, and we can live our life by it. And, of course, it's a challenge to do that, but I believe we can. If we were just rely on God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do those things. But um, So today, we're going to talk about, a, I don't know, a really an awesome, awesome subject today as we uh, continue this series called DNA that we're into. And um, we'll talk about that in a second. But Titus chapter 2, uh, we're going to go verses 11 through 14. And um, matter of fact, I'm going to throw 15 in there. I'm going to throw another, another Another something mess up my, my media team, see if they can be ready for the time we get there. But verse 11, Titus chapter 2, when you got it, say amen. amen. All right, y'all good. It says this, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. That's important. I think that's cool that God's grace is available to all men. Uh, God's not prejudiced. He's not, he's not picky. We, we studied in Ephesians uh, Wednesday night that, I mean, it's neither Jew nor Greek nor Gentile. I mean, he, he just went across the board and said, man, I'm going to go ahead and die for everybody because they can't nobody get there without me. I'm the only way. So he came and died for all. And it is available to all men. Teaching us, verse 12, that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should do this. We should live soberly. That's a powerful, powerful word. We should live soberly. We should live righteously and godly in the present age. That means we should be doing these things today. Now, we should be walking in this stuff, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. And verse 15 says, speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority and let no one despise you. Dude, that's some word right there, son. Let's pray and thank God for it and then we'll talk about it. God, thank you today for this word. Thank you for this church, Lord. Thank you for the people who make up the church. And God, for each one who's here today, God, whether it is their first time or they're a faithful, committed member who's been with us from day one, I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful that you sent them our way today, God, to be a part of what you're doing in this house, God. And we just continue to give you glory for it. We want to continue to make your name known. And God, lift you up, Lord. You said you would draw men to you, God, as a 
result. And God, today I pray that this word will go forth. God, it will get into our hearts, God, and we will celebrate today, God, all the great things you're doing, Lord. And we'll celebrate the healing of Steve, Lord. We'll celebrate the victory that's been ours, God, and promised to us when you said it's finished. And God, today, Lord, let this word do this in us. Let, us, let this word today make us mindful of your return. Let, it, let this word do that for us today. Let it make us mindful of your return. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. Have you ever done this? Have you ever um, been, you know, and you ain't got to raise your hand telling yourself, but have you ever been, maybe as a young child, maybe even as an older adult, have you ever been put in that position in a situation and you thought that Jesus had returned and you had been left behind? Okay, some of you, some of y'all are being honest and being real and and uh, uh, and, and being being truthful right now. If you've been put in that position, that's a very tough place. I mean, uh, some of you have heard me talk about the story when I was young and when I came home and and uh, my parents and them they don't go out a whole lot unless it's to like an auction or a yard sale or something. I mean, they they in the house hanging out. And so I went home one day and and they were supposed to be there and even the cars were there but they were not. And man, I kind of get that freaky mode and I just kind of went nuts, kind of wondering what was going on and. I I was just, man, like, man, what, what, what had happened? That's a, that's a tough place to be. I mean, I, I was, I don't know, I was probably coming in. I was a teenager, and you know how sometimes you get a little stupid. Some of y'all got a lot of stupid during those, eight, those days, and I uh, got a little, a little crazy during that time. But, you know, <clears throat> so it was maybe in a place to where I was possibly, man, maybe, dude, maybe my, my, my honey got left behind. Wow. And that's a tough place to be in and because here's the truth. You know, he is going to come back one day. And it didn't happen then. You know, I, I want to say thank the Lord. I think I'd have went. But, I mean, but, you know, he is going to come. And we've been doing this in this, in this series. This is week 14 of DNA. I mean, you guys have been hanging in there. Some of y'all have been here for every week. Some of y'all have been here for this one. And good. Just jump in here. All the other messages on this series are online they're available free on iTunes. You can check them out and listen to them and, and, and discover what we believe. But we've been in a series called DNA. As we talk about and look at the core values of our church, our belief system, what we stand for. So every message in this DNA series from, from start to, to this point has been this. Just things that are straight from our statement of faith of what we believe about the certain areas. The Bible, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, baptism. All these things that are in there, it's what we believe. And so today, I want to continue this series as we talk about today the return of Christ, the time that, that there will be a moment when Jesus comes back. And so I have put a lot of word in you up to this point. I'm going to put a lot of more word in you today. But this is what we believe in the area of, of, of the return of a Christ. As our statement of faith, straight from our website, from our daughter belief, this is, you, can, you can look at this and read this with us. But this is what it says. It says that we believe in the blessed hope that Jesus Christ is coming back again. Oh, that's cool. Together, all his saints to himself, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. That's a, man, that is so cool to think about that. And so what I want to do for a few minutes if it just, is just kind of break down this statement of what we believe. Uh, first of all, we just believe in the blessed hope. Can I talk about that for a second? Because some of you may need to hear this right now. First of all, we just believe in this blessed hope. J simply just the word hope within itself is awesome. I mean, it is amazing. When you study out, and if you look at what hope means, hope is not, the world has screwed up our word hope. 
They really have. I mean, they've messed it up. The, the culture has jacked our word and taken it and just messed that thing up because, man, hope is not, well, I just hope maybe one day something's going to change. I hope that maybe one day I'm going to get some money in my bank account. I just hope that one day I'm going to get to see. I'm hoping that one day I'm going to find me a man. I'm going to find me a woman. I hope that one day I'm just hoping. Listen to me. That's not what hope is. Hope is this. The biblical hope the Bible talks about is so different. Hope is this. Hope is a strong and a confident expectation. That's bad. That is bad to the bone. That right there, that, I mean, a strong and confident expectation. I mean, that's, that when we pray and ask God to do things, we can have a hope, a Bible hope. Not, I hope, maybe. But, man, I'm having this confident expectation that the Holy Spirit is going to fulfill his word, that God's going to do what this book said he was going to do. I have this expectation that God's going to do this. And the Bible says that we can have this expectation, this strong, confident belief that there is a hope that we can have that one day Jesus will return. Now, that, that is cool. But then on top of that, hey, he just continues to just outdo himself. I mean, that would be enough just to have the confident expectation that Jesus is coming back is enough. Just we have the hope of the return that Jesus Christ is coming back again. That would be cool. We can celebrate that. That's a reason to rejoice right there. But he didn't say that. He said this. He says, we have a blessed hope. Now, listen to this word blessed, man. Blessed, this is, again, this is an adjective and straight from the dictionary. You study this out in the Bible dictionary. It says that it's an adjective suggesting happy or supremely blessed. And this is what I really like. It's a condition in which congratulations are in order. Congratulations, Eric. Bill, congratulations, man. It's in order. We, 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 we had these guys who were celebrating the, the graduation, and we went, and we've sat through a couple of those this year, and pomp and circumstance, and, you know, the, all that kind of fanfare that comes with all that kind of stuff. And after they would graduate, we'd come up, we'd get our picture made, we would give them a hug, we would put our arms around them, we would get our picture made, and we would say, congratulations. Congratulations. Because, you know something? Congratulations are in order. You get through high school Congratulations are in order, man. I tell you, that was, uh, we, we really celebrated my graduation when I was in high school because it almost didn't work out like we was hoping it would. It was one of those days where we were waiting to the last minute to see. My, my dad was there. Don't say a man, David. But my dad was there, and he about fell out of the balcony at Greenville Memorial Auditorium. <clears throat> you know, when I walked out, he was celebrating. He was victorious and, and rejoicing that his son had made it. Man, I was the last one across, man. I was the last one, man. Got my diploma. Glory to God to the highest. And so there was congratulations in order. Because of this blessed hope that I finally made it. But listen to this. He said, we have a blessed hope. Congratulations, order. It is a grace word that expressed the special joys and satisfaction granted the person that experiences salvation. Hallelujah. That's cool. It's a grace word that expressed the special joys and satisfactions granted the person that experiences salvation. 
So, so last week, a couple weeks ago, we did the baptism in here, and I mean, we were celebrating that. We, I, I love some of the feedback that has come from, from our baptism service. It was cool, man. You don't see me baptism service with cookies and balloons and, and people. I mean, just, it was just awesome. I mean, we were celebrating the fact that someone had received salvation. Congratulations, we're in order. I mean, that's it. They were in order. So for us, we have this blessed hope that we have that Jesus Christ is coming again. So this tells me this, that one day, no matter how good or how bad it is, it is in no way any comparison to what Jesus has prepared for us because no eye is seen, no ear is heard, nor even enter the heart of men what God has prepared for those who know him and those who are ready to see him. So again, we have this hope. So no, again, no matter what we're going through. And so here's the thing. If we have this hope, and this is what you'll do this week, this week, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, God will put someone in your path who doesn't have hope. <clears throat> this week, you'll see it. This week, you'll experience, you'll come across, and you'll say, that's them. That's who the pastor's talking about. I, that, that's who it was. So as, as a result of that, as a result of us having blessed hope, having this expectation, this confident belief system that God's returning, that he's coming again, that we have Jesus to look forward to one day, and they don't have that, this is what we do. We give them hope. <clears throat> oh, y'all quiet today. Come on, somebody help me. We give them hope. We give them the hope that we have. We return the favor. We give that grace. We show them someone else. We show them that, that, hey, we receive this hope. Allow me to do this for you because here's the truth. We have this blessed hope. Man, I'm just thankful for that. Man, is that, I don't know, I just want to just stop for a second and just thank the Lord for that. This simply just, he did not have to do that. He did not have to. You, you did not deserve it. We'll talk about that later. But, but this, this hope that God's given us. Some of you are in a situation that it seems hopeless. Put Jesus in it. He's hope. And he, he, he was able to do this. He's able to meet your situation because it's just what he does. And so we have this in him. And we have this blessed hope. The next thing is this, that Jesus Christ is coming back again. All right, I, I want to just say something about that for a moment. We believe that he's coming back again. If he's returning, that means he came before. Okay? And, I mean, we have to get that settled. I mean, if, if you'll go back earlier in the series, you can, you can listen to the message about Jesus. And I believe it was maybe week two of DNA where we just talked about the simple fact that Jesus did come. We have to get established and settled in our faith that Jesus did come. You know, there's a lot of people out there today that don't believe Jesus really came. There's some people out there still waiting on him to come. Seriously, they, they, they're still waiting for their Messiah, for their answer to come. But he's already come, and he's already did that. because. And this, this is where a lot of us miss it. He did not come the way they thought he would come, a lot of people thought. So they didn't believe that he actually came. A lot of people didn't, didn't well, no, he didn't really come because we're expecting this. We believe he's going to come in this way. The first time he did this, the first time he came in simple humility. I mean, you imagine for a moment that you're God in heaven and you see this issue with, with man, with sin, and you know there is no way that they can get to you and you have this relationship with them forever and eternity unless you step out of your glory and you step out of that and you step into humanity. Jesus saw that need and he fulfilled that need. And when he came in the flesh for us, who, who gave him his life 
for us for a ransom for all and purchased us. That is so cool. He came for us. He came in humility. But the next time he's coming, he's going to come in glory. He's not going to come the same way. He's not going to come as this little, this little baby in a manger without a lot of stuff. He's going to come in all his splendor and all his glory. The Bible says in Revelations 45 times in 22 chapters that he's sitting on a throne. This is a king we're talking about who's going to return to take over the kingdom. This is a king who owns and has all authority, who right now is waiting to that moment and that time and is going to one day step out, come in in all of his glory, in all of his fullness, as the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the God of all gods, and will one day return to this earth. That's our blessed hope. That's what we have. That's the blessed hope that we have as believers. Amen. We have that. That is, I mean, that is incredible to just somehow, in some way, try your best to wrap your mind around the fact that he will do it again. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, you know what happened the first time? Beat him, crucified him, he, he gave his life for us, happened the first, but that's not going to be that way the second time. This, okay, this is a king. This is going to come. He, he's going to step out. He's going to come. One day, he will come back again. Now, let me go ahead and make this clear and throw this out there. We were kidding about this earlier in the service. And let's go ahead and make this, this note. We don't know when that will be. We, we, we don't know when this will happen. We don't know when this will take place. Uh, Yes, um, there are a lot of things that are going on in this earth right now. There are a lot of things that are going on in this world. There are a lot of, a lot of uh, wars. There are a lot of uh, disasters. There are a lot of things that are taking place. And so I, I don't know. We don't know. I, I believe, I do know this. Y'all can quote me on it. It's closer than it's ever been. It's just true. It's closer than it ever, ever has ever been. And just now, in this moment, it's closer now than it was. So he is coming again. He will come to this place. And we don't know when this will happen. We don't know how this will take place other than just some of the things the Bible tells us. Uh, Matthew 24, 27, Jesus said this, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Have you, I mean, that's cool. Have you ever been in one of those good storms? And I mean, and you just, you sit back and you watch this and it is amazing to think about how quick that lightning can just cross the sky. And then, you know, we used to count back in the day, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and then two it was thunder and then you would know how far the storm was and you would, anybody do that? I was born in the country, man. We didn't have iPods and, and uh, Nintendos, you know, over Grable County and, and Tanglewood. We didn't have those stuff to say. You know, I didn't have that stuff. We had to make up our own stuff. But so we're counting these things, and we're, we're this, t- wait a minute, one, 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 two, one, two, and then boom. As far, that quick, as far as east from the west, that line and crows and crabbles, that's how he's going to come. Now, people have done this. There's been, uh, I believe it was over 200 professing Christians that have attempted to do this. They've attempted to predict the coming of Jesus. I mean, professing Christians that say they believe in Jesus, that he is their Lord and Savior, he's in their heart. There's been over 200 or so people throughout time predict this. Um, the latest is this joker we know out in California, and um, he's a pastor, and God bless him. I don't know this guy, but I know this, he's wrong. 
been wrong a couple of times. I mean, he, he tried this before back in the 80s or sometime, I think it was, 90s. So, you know, he, he said, oh, Jesus coming or whatever. And, and, and everybody got ready and got, got all pumped up and got excited. And, and, uh, and then we know uh, when uh, Y2K hit, you know, uh, Y2K2000s hit, and the computers weren't going to be able to, to be able to get the number system right. And everything was going to crash. The system was going to come. And, and, and water and, and water's going to be short. And some of you did this. And I ain't making fun of you. But some of y'all, y'all, stocked, y'all stocked up. Y'all stocked it up, man. Come on, tell the truth. Y'all's covers were full. Y'all was ready to go. But Jesus, come back. You don't need all that stuff. I don't know why we do all that. But just, to, but just in case, we want to be prepared. We want to be good stewards, our Boy Scout mentality. We want to do the right stuff. And we want to be prepared for those situations. And but I'm going to be honest. We didn't. Same amount of ravioli was in our, our, our drawers. Always been there. Same amount of water in the fridge as always was there. Cool, everything was. It was just the same. Because here's what. Because I read in here that we shouldn't worry about some things. Some things I don't worry about. Just shouldn't. Just some things I just just trust God in. We don't worry about what we eat or drink. Clothes. We we just we don't worry about those things. We trust God. But but we know some of you people. You know, I got in that place, but it's all right. And then some of you did this. When this guy on May 21st that Jesus was coming back, some of y'all prayed for the first time in a long time. Come on, be on, let's just be honest. I mean, I know we, we talk about trying to be real in this church and being, a, being I'm trying to be very transparent. Some of y'all pray for the first time in a while. Some of y'all went out the extra mile. Some of y'all got on y'all's knees. I'm making sure I'm ready. And May 20th, the, the glory of God, at 6 o'clock, I'm ready. But I was in Alabama working in disaster relief, and I, I, I even text somebody, they, they text to see if I was still here. They did. I promised promise the Lord. I mean, they, they text. They said, Pastor's still here. We're all right. We're going to make it. He's, he's good. He's, you know, so I'm okay. I'm safe. And so I texted back. I was like, this message is coming in from heaven. You know, I'm sorry you didn't make it. You know, I was, I was messing with them. You know, I'm, I'm, you know maybe during the, the Great Tribulation you can repent or whatever. You know, I was messing with them back. But, but we don't know. And I even told my wife, I said, man, I'm down there. We're an hour behind us. So are you going to get to go there first? Or then I'm going to get to come join you at 6 o'clock? I don't know how that works. But but May 21st, it didn't happen. And now he's done this. He has made this, tr- this prediction that October 21st, he said that he was off like five months in his calculations. I would say so, yes. He was off on that. And, and, and you missed it just a little bit. But we, we just simply, honest to God, truth, we don't know when. We, we, we don't know when. But here's what, here's what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us this. It says to watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour the Lord is coming in Matthew 24. We, we don't know this, but he said to do this. He said to watch. There are some things that I like the pastor and his crew did during this time frame. I think they got a lot of people thinking. They became very mindful of the return of Christ, yet they way off and don't know when. But I like some of the things they did. Some of the things are pretty cool. The fact that they were in this place, some of these people just sold the stuff they had and bought billboards. Some of these people sold their house and their cars and they took their money to buy literature and to buy time on radio. And they did all this stuff because they believed so much in this hope that was going to come in this man said again. You can't follow what this always a man says. That's why we go to this book every week. I'd be very careful if you listen to a pastor or you go to one of the church that they don't talk out of this book because this is a big deal. 
But they, they, they believed so much in what he said that they were willing to do all these things and get behind what somebody told them in this way. We don't know. But I like the fact that I believe they were doing this part of the Bible. I believe they were watching. I believe at 6 o'clock on May, May 21st, I believe with everything that was in them, they really and truly believed. If not, they wouldn't have given and not done all the things they did and taken the, the, the chance of looking like an idiot on, in, in, across this world. But if you didn't really believe in that. But here's the thing. I kind of got to thinking about us, and I'm talking about us. I'm talking about everybody else who wasn't a part of that group. Sometimes we go to the polar opposite of what these guys do. Now, come on, y'all was with me earlier. Stay, stay focused, stay focused. Focus, Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> they, they just simply, you come to this place, you're, I mean, they, they were so ready. And we somehow do this. We get on this other end of the spectrum, and we're in no way looking or expecting Jesus' return. Don't you tell me, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm doing that. Well, I don't know. There's a, there's a couple of things that we can probably look at and determine whether or not you really are watchful. There's some things that, that, that we can look at in the Bible because he says this in 1 Corinthians 15, 52, in a moment. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now, what if we believe that? And then we did this. We took the next step and then we lived like that. Because in, in our scripture in Titus, he told us, he said to be watched for this blessed hope. And then he said to do these things, live soberly and righteously. He said, as a result of this blessed hope that's been coming by the grace of God, as a result of those things, now do this. Now live this certain way. Oh, man, it's going to get quiet for a second, but it's all right. Because here's what, here's what he said. Our statement of faith says this. We believe in these things. He's coming back, and he's going to do this. He's going to gather all of his saints to himself. He's going to gather all of his saints to himself. He, he, he's going to do this. Now, we know this. We know that, that we're, we're not saints on our own strength or on our own account by anything that we're good at. We understand that. We're past that point. We understand that place, and, but I keep saying it because we have to remember, remind ourselves. It is simply because of how great God is and how great we are. That's true. It is simply because of the great grace that was given to us to bring salvation, as Titus 2 said. That's simply why. And we have this blessed hope. But he said this, and we should do it. If we have this blessed hope, we should act like it and live like it. Oh, oh Pastor, you're going old school. Now, I'm going to the Bible. Yes, Caleb, we got to read every page. We got to read all of them, and we got to look at all of them. And we should do this, but we don't. We get so, so often, so many times, and I've been, I've, I've been, I've been in this place. We get more concerned about other things. We become so watchful and mindful of other stuff that we're not watching for Jesus. We're not mindful of those things. We're not thinking like this. Rick Warren said a cool, very incredible quote the other day on, on Twitter. And he said that anything that isn't eternal will be eternally worthless. Dude, anything that's not eternal will be eternally worthless. Now, again, we, the Bible... Uh, 
it says a lot of stuff. And a lot of times we're, 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 we're getting better at some areas in some ways. And, and, and some of the things that, that God asked us, you know, that, that not to do, you know, we're trying to come to a place where we're trying not to do those things. We're, we're, we're moving forward. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying. I am keep pressing toward the mark, man. I keep pushing in. But, you know, there's some things that the Bible says that you should be doing. And if you're not doing those things, this is what he says. Again, not me, but my boy James in chapter 4, verse 17 said this. It said, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him is sin. So this is what this means to us. This means that the, the little person somewhere, the pygmy out in the jungle in Africa who may not know what you know, to him, he may not be judged with that sin in that way. Okay? Now, again, I'm just, just trying to go somewhere for a minute and get us to this place. But here's the deal. The Bible says to know to do good and to not do that is a sin. So it's not just this list of things that we have. Don't do these, don't do these, don't do these. I'm getting pretty good at that list. I'm getting better, I'm getting better. I'm not doing that, not doing that. But what are you doing? Because he said, watch, therefore, live this certain way, live righteously, live soberly, live in this place, do these things, go toward this direction. But here's the deal. We live in this messed up culture in this world who has come in and in so many ways constantly bombards our minds and comes against us and tries to paint a picture of, of, of a lie, try to get us to believe the lie, live the lie, do all these things. And, and, and if we, for some reason, get outside of that and we actually begin to walk the way God says to walk, people think we're nuts. You could do this. You can hang out on two hours on Facebook a day, watch four hours of television, and you're normal. I like both of those things. I like both. I nothing wrong with them. But here's the deal. You could, you could do those things and be normal. But do this. Pray for two hours a day, and somebody's going to think you're a freak and you didn't join some cult. Ryan, dude, man, you brought some, some stuff earlier when you was doing the offering. Have some word there. You know, he's taught that as a young man. Know to do good. And if you don't do that, that becomes sin for you if you don't do the things that you know you're supposed to do. But here's the deal. You give, I mean, again, just, we're, we're going to talk about these things in another message. And it's going to be good stuff. It's going to be good Bible teaching on this area. But you give 10% to Jesus. It, it, tell you, tell you, if, you do, if you're a tither, tell your buddy at work you tithe. And look and see how they look at you. Oh, yeah. Amen. You're nuts, dude. You give 10%. I mean, you come here and you sweat and you put these parts together. You make this money and you do it. And you give 10% of that. Dude, you're nuts. But we can do this. We can give 121.9% because some of you have done cross a line of 100%. You in the money you don't have, don't own. You're paying 21.9% interest on some credit card right now, and you're into this place to where you need to spend it on junk that one day will do this, will burn up. Amen. Oh, come on now. Help me. Help me. We, we have to come to this place where we say this. All right, God's word says these things. I'm going to be watchful. I'm going to be mindful. I'm going to go in this direction because here's the truth. Only, simply, by God's grace, Will anybody in this room get to heaven? Tony Nolan said this. He said, I once thought hell was unfair. Now that I'm saved, I see that heaven actually is. Oh, man. 
cry when I read that the first time because here's the deal. Man, heaven's not fair for us. We, we just, we don't deserve it. Oh, dude, I came out here and I served and I loaded a trailer and I, I collected goods. Yeah, you should. I'm going to join up and I'm going to clean the church. You should. And if you're not cleaning the church, you should. That went over very well. Shake it out and cut the grass in the church. If you're not, you should. Can you feel the love? I always resort to a song when it gets quiet. So y'all better say amen or I'll just keep singing. So, but Thank you. But we just simply don't. It's, it's God's grace and God's grace alone. Sometimes we get in this mode and we just simply think that we deserve certain stuff. I mean, y'all thinking that message went south real quick. No, this is right where God wants us to be right now. Because this is going to help somebody. Some of us think we deserve the same. In, in a few weeks, God's grace and God's grace alone, I hope he will allow us to do what we're hoping to do. To go down to a beach, sit back, put my toes in the sand, throw my arms behind my head, and just keep back and hang out with my family. I feel Jesus. Amen. Right now. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, seriously, now, I've seen this on the Facebook again. I put my time in. You know, four more days, five more days, six more weeks, and glo- I'm going. You don't know. I hope you do. I hope you have a great time. I really do. I hope you have a great time. I hope you don't lose your mind and, and get out of what's right and, and, and you somehow forget everything else. Don't give your money and your time to Mickey Mouse without giving to God first. I'm just serious. Most people do. That's what happens in so many times. Put God first. And I hope you go and you celebrate. I hope you, re- I hope you get so much rest. You come back so jacked up, so revived, so pumped up that you come to me with great ideas. You say, Pastor, we need to do something. We need to do this. I hope that's where you're at. But the truth is, you don't know if you'll go. We don't know. I don't know if in a few weeks God's going to let me go do that. I believe April 27th, there were some guys down in Alabama who thought the next day would be different than what it was. They wouldn't think. They wouldn't even think. I talked to my buddy there when we went and hung out there. He was like, man, you know, we've had stuff before. We weren't thinking it was going to be anything like this. We ran in the closet, and all of a sudden, you know, the doors began to shake, and things went nuts, and we knew some stuff wasn't good, but I was hoping to come out, and we'll see maybe a roof off or a tree down. He said, and we came outside, and everything was destroyed. Entire, entire town was gone. Now, James, like I said, man, James just said some stuff, man. James said this for us. Our life is like a vapor. Literally, it is, will be here and then it will be gone. So here's the thing. So this is why we have to do this. We set aside all the focus. And Jesus said, don't get so caught up on all the signs and the stuff like that that you're missing it. Don't get so caught up. Again, there's nothing wrong with eschatology, studying end time. That's cool stuff. But don't get so focused on that because here's the deal. Your life will end possibly before he comes back. Maybe not. I don't know. But one day for us, this will take place. Every person in this room will one day bow before 
that holy God who sits on that throne. Now, in our statement of faith, just we did this in an earlier message back during, in, during the salvation messages as I taught on heaven and hell. Go back and listen to them. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the last part of that where it says there will be a new heaven and there will be a new earth. There, there, there will be. This is going to change. One day this world as we know it will end. We will eternally uh, spend forever in a perfect place if we're Christians, if we're the believers, we've accepted the God's grace who has extended towards us. It will be perfect. Blessed hope. It's going to be incredible. And as well, as a result, if we do not, we will spend forever, eternity, somewhere else. If we don't know Christ in hell, in a place where we're eternally separated from God, it's just the Bible. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time there. But here's the deal. This is what we do have. We have a blessed hope that Jesus Christ is coming back again to gather all of his saints to himself, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth one day. Amen. Can we give God praise for that? I want the worship team to come on up if they would. And I want you to do this. I want you to stand to your feet, and I want you to give God some praise for some blessed hope that's coming our way if we know Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, God. We just thank you for that. We celebrate that together in this room right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Do that, Lord, you're holy. That's just good. That's just good stuff. Here's what I want us to do during this time. Some of y'all done, y'all didn't, y'all didn't did it, man. Y'all, y'all just, the Holy Spirit just said, go move, go, go right now. Get out, come to the altar, let God work. Let me ask this question. If you, if you came earlier and you experienced something in your life, if you came earlier and you felt this, this power of God, Spirit of God, do something in you, I want you to do something for a moment. Just leave it up for one second. Just raise your hand up for a second. If you came down earlier, if you did, if you came down and you experienced something, look around for a minute. This is not to embarrass anybody. This is cool. Because that's how this works. Holy Spirit does work in our life when we put this word in play and we let God be God and be this holy God he wants to be in our life. So this is what I want to do for just a moment. I want him just to sing this song, and we're good on time, man. Well, y'all out of school now. It's summertime, man. Y'all can celebrate, rejoice, man. Y'all be all right for five minutes while we do this. This is what I want us to do. I want us to bow heads for a moment. I just want us to do this. I just want us to give God some, just some, a prayer of thanksgiving and praise for the blessed hope that we have. God, I thank you. For hope. I thank you for a blessed hope, a confident expectation, even to the point where congratulations are in order, that one day you will come again and you will receive the saints to a place, God, and we will rejoice forever with you in glory, and we thank you for that, God. And we understand this today is simply by grace alone that we are able to do this through faith, experience that eternal uh, salvation with you. And God, for those who are in this room have experienced that and given God just a praise for that, I pray they'll do this. I pray they'll live soberly, righteously, live into a place and in a way that they're watchful and mindful of that day. But God, if there are those who may be here right now are not in that place, have not accepted you, they don't have that relationship, that walk with you, they don't know you as Lord, I pray you'll speak to their heart right now. In this moment, draw them to you. In the name of Jesus. As you just have your heads bowed, eyes closed, I'm going to ask this question. If you're here, and, and this is the truth, you've heard this word today. He is coming. He will return. We will leave this body one day. 
If you're here and you're not ready to meet Jesus, you say, Pastor, I want to meet him. I want to, know, I want, I want to accept Jesus today. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to, I want to, I want to just, man, I want your life to change. If that's you, raise it up high so I know if you're here. If not, we're going to move. Raise it up high if that's you. I can't see. Here's the deal then. Every person in this room, if you're honest, you told that truth when I asked that question. You have a hope, a blessed hope. And I want us to just take a couple of minutes in the best way we know how to celebrate that and to act like and worship like, love like we do. And this is what I want you to know. Some of you have already moved. Some of you have a, have a need in your life. You didn't move early. You didn't feel comfortable, whatever. But if you want someone to pray with you, man, we love it. We love doing that. We love watching God work. We love watching the Holy Spirit move. During this time, during this song, I want you to worship, spend time. If you have a need, you want someone to pray with you, come. I promise you this, somebody will be with you. Somebody will get with you and pray with you over your situation. And can we just take a moment to just pray and celebrate God's love and his grace towards us? Let's just take a couple moments and celebrate this. His holiness, what he has for us.